This is the Busy Blokes Podcast with Jake Batrick and Christian Huggins. Hello and welcome to episode six of the Busy Blokes Podcast. My name is Jake Batrick. I'm a busy guy. With me is my co-host, health coach Christian Huggins. Mate, how are you going? Mate, I'm busier than a fly at the beach on Boxing Day yourself. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I'm not that busy. <laughs> I'm not that busy. I'm pretty flat out. Yeah. This podcast is all about providing you busy folk with health hacks, tricks and tips that'll have you feeling healthier, happier and stronger than ever. So, Bato, officially five weeks down. Uh, so, we've got a bit of momentum now. Um, got a few habits in place. How'd you go this past week? I don't really know how to... Well, I do know how to feel about this week. I feel good about last week, but, mate, I struggled. Mm, struggled big time. Um, so, I, I've... Moved to one of the shifts at work where I'm getting up in the middle of the night. Alarm's going off at 3.30 uh, in the morning. And, uh, mate, I've just been knackered. Yeah. <laughs> like no energy or motivation to like really do anything. Um, the I was leaving my exercises to like, you know, later in the week, like mm-hmm. basically the weekend. But I was still eating all right. Yep. Or well. Um, and we had a 400 gram loss still. Hey. So Good news. That is good news. So we've cracked the two kilo mark, which Ooh. is nice. Yeah. So what are we down to now? What's the, what's the 90, number? 97.9. Nice. I'll give that a bit of a clap. But what's interesting about what you just said then is, you know, out of control is having to start work at 3.30 yeah. a.m. So that's out of your control. You've got to make a living and that's Correct. what your, the, the job requires at that point in time. But you still controlled what you could control, Yeah. i.e. your eating habits and also, you know, this is the beauty of only having to do two workouts a week is that you're not having to hit the gym every single day, no. but you can kind of let it work around in your schedule when you have more energy or more time. Yeah. And like there was one day uh, I came home from work and I was just wanted to get into bed. It was like my body was dragging me to bed, mm. didn't even have lunch. <laughs> zombie. Like zombie, zonked out, straight to bed, slept for like two and a half hours. Well, what a pertinent topic to be talking about this week when we talk about yeah. sleep because you've felt the effects of getting poor quantity and quality sleep this past week or two. Um, And I think what a lot of listeners won't realize is that if you're not getting good quality sleep, Mm. like you're still getting your seven or eight hours, whatever it might be, if your sleep quality is crap, you're probably in a similar-ish kind of mind frame of just dragging through your day like a zombie. Yeah, you feel like you're literally just surviving. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is like terrible. There's no thriving whatsoever. No thriving. I was actually I was pretty pumped to to see another dip because I was still conscious of the fact like yeah all right my energy and motivation levels to you know exercise properly during the week wasn't there but I was still making sure I was eating okay yeah still enjoyed myself on Saturday had a few beers um and uh, we uh, my footy team season's wrapped up so we had like a little celebration at yep. the again the, life uh, happens yeah, correct <laughs> life happens uh, cheeky little uh, burgy but gluten-free bun, just didn't eat all the chips, like, you know, calorie buffered during the day. So all these tips and tricks and hacks that we're learning along the way, like still moving you in the right direction, still moving me in the right direction, but it's almost becoming like I'm I'm not having to think about those things as hard. Mm, Whereas, whereas earlier on in the journey, I was like, oh, okay, you know, all right, you got this, almost like having to write it down Mm -hmm. and shit. So if you look at it as a whole, it was a good week. I think I'm just absolutely knackered. Yeah. (laughs) I can't like enjoy it as much, but that's all right. Still, still seeing that dip on the scales. And I like how you mentioned before when you said mm. something about like the energy and the motivation not yeah. being there. So 
motivation is great, but it's fleeting. Like it comes and it goes, right? So what you did was exercised your discipline, which Mm. sometimes you just need to do. Like if you've got this goal that you're working towards and you've got your sights set on something, great in the early stages to be motivated. You're going to do some things that are a bit difficult, but it, you know, four, five, six weeks down the track, a few months down the track, it's going to be less about motivation and more about discipline um, in some stages anyway. Correct. So I'm pretty pumped we're talking about sleep this week because <laughs> some rocks I've had absolutely us. none of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm keen for a good lie down. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get stuck into it. Bato, sleep is the most idiotic aspect of our evolution. You feel me? <laughs> I'm trying to put that all together. (laughs) (laughs) But think about it. Like thousands of years ago, like cavemen, we're not, if we're sleeping, we're not looking for a mate. We're not looking after the children. We're not hunting. We're not foraging. We're not looking for water. We're not building shelters. We're pretty much prey for predators. And evolution doesn't make mistakes though. Like if something wasn't vitally important to our survival, it would have bred that out of us. So there's something really important <laughs> to our survival right, sleeping okay. eight hours a night. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's not completely redundant. No. So <laughs> you don't just lie there. You don't just ch- check out for eight hours each night and just like yeah. lay there not doing anything. It's very- Staring at the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> just you and your thoughts. Yeah. But even just like 50 years ago, like scientists had the question, why do we sleep? And their answer was we sleep to cure sleepiness. But today with over 10,000 empirical research studies, we found out so much about sleep that we've had to kind of like flip our question onto its head. And now the question is, is there anything within the body, any major physiological system or major function of the mind that isn't wonderfully enhanced by sleep or demonstrably impaired when we don't get enough? My understanding of sleep is it's essential to recharge, recharge the batteries. Am I on the right track? You're on the right track. (laughs) For the most part, yeah, you're on the right track, but there's so much more to it. And in modern society, there's that whole sleep when I'm dead or, you know, hustle, grind, like all that sort of just hard work stuff. And during the day, most people see sleepiness as a need for more fuel, not more rest. So they're reaching mm. for the coffees or the sugary treats or whatever it might be just to get them through the day rather than yeah. heeding those warning signs like in the nutrition, seeing the sleepiness as a need for more fuel and not more rest. I'm now starting work in basically the middle of the night. Yeah. 3.30 alarms. And yeah, I've gone from like two coffees a day to three easy just in the morning period as well, just to push just, yourself yeah, through. Yeah, that's all before midday. <laughs> <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> dangerous stuff. But this goes into this vicious cycle that a lot of people, like you're in a unique situation of working in night shift mm. having to wake up at 3.30 a.m. But so many people are kind of, they wake up after a crappy sleep or crappy quality sleep. They drag themselves through the day like a zombie, kind of just mm. stimulating themselves with, you know, coffee and, you know, a Coke or some lollies or chocolates or whatever it might be, quick energy hits. And then sometimes they're going the other way just to get to sleep. And they're using sedatives like alcohol or sleeping medications just to get back to sleep, right. which isn't letting them get a good quality sleep. No. And then they just drag themselves to the day like a zombie, get those energy hits, get those sedatives, have a crappy quality sleep. And it's just this vicious, vicious cycle. Vicious cycle. But the missing link to your healthy lifestyle might just be a good night's sleep. So I often use this <laughs> for Game of Thrones fans out <laughs> oh, there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, there's, and there's a spoiler alert, everyone um, who hasn't seen Game of Thrones, <laughs> but you must be stuck in the Stone Age if you haven't yeah. watched it yet. Um, but the Night King, do you remember the Night King? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's the, he's he's the, the leader boss. of the White Yeah, the big boss of the White Walkers. And <laughs> I was pretty sure for the first like five seasons, they were just like, the White Walkers were just marching on them. Um, but you'd kill a White Walker and it would just kind of get back up and start living again and coming attacking you again. So yeah, yeah. they were killing all these pe- like army of white walkers, but nothing was really happening until Arya killed the Night King and they all just fell. Yeah. So sleep, I look at as the Night King. Once you get sleep 
under wraps, yeah. everything else just falls into place. Right. Or you could look at it as like the first domino. Once that first domino starts to fall over, everything else starts to fall into place for anyone who's not a Game of Thrones fan. But the missing link might just be a good night's sleep for you. And this is the thing about shift work is like I have to cop the shift that I'm on every now and then. There are a lot of shift workers out there that are genuinely having like two to three different wake-up times a week mm. or a fortnight or whatever it is and like I don't know how they do it. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. So what's tips and tricks into, you know, really starting to think about your sleep as that really, really important thing that it's not just something that you do when you're tired? Yeah, so it's not just not just Had, recharging the yeah. batteries. And that's an unfortunate reality for a lot of people, like you said, like shift working is no joke, really. No, nah, not at um, all. And, you know, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom, but they're definitely – there's not much you can do about it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but you can, like you've done this past week, you control the things you can control with yep. like nutrition and maybe your wind down and stuff like that. So we'll get into a little bit about that today. But pretty much every time you clock out to go to sleep, you go through these four stages of sleep, mm. hopefully these four stages. Stage one is just awake and resting. So you kind of just, you're awake, but you're drifting off. Stage two, you then drift into that light sleep. So it's very easy to be woken up in that light sleep stage. You then hopefully transition into the most important stages of sleep, which is three and four. Stage three is deep sleep, and that's where most of the rest and recovery occurs. Mm. And the last stage is REM sleep or rapid eye movement sleep. So if you've ever watched someone when they're sleeping, I don't know if you're what you're doing on your weekends, man. <laughs> I don't know if I should admit if I've watched anyone <laughs> sleep. But or if, not. You've, if you've ever seen someone having like a nap or whatever, and their eyeballs are moving under their eyelids, have you ever noticed that? Like they're kind of like their yeah. eyes are flicking around. So that's okay. rapid eye movement sleep, and that's right. a very short period of your sleep cycle. But that's when you're having your dreams, and that's ah. where most of the memory consolidation and stuff occurs as well. So you're hopefully going stage one, drifting into stage two, drifting to stage three and four. But a lot of people are pretty much going stage one, two, and then waking up. Stage one, two, and then the dog moves. So they wake up. Stage one, two, they wake up and go to the toilet. And they're just constantly yeah. going through these two very early stages of sleep where not much rest and recovery and repair happens and then never getting into those deeper quality stages of sleep. I find most of the time when I dream, it's in that like really early, early morning yep. section before I wake up. Like I'm really like falling straight asleep and then dreaming <laughs> like an hour later. <laughs> yeah. So that might go into um, – your wind down routine. So you might not be getting into a deep quality sleep until those early stages of the morning, yeah. um, which kind of makes it really important when you think about your shift work, you're waking up mm. at 3.30 a.m. and you're probably cutting off the REM sleep stage, possibly yeah. the deep sleep stage. Um, but just the fact that you're dreaming is a good sign. It's not all the time though. So if you're dreaming often, that means you're getting good sleep. Is that like a sign of a, hel a healthy sleep, so to speak? It's a sign that you're getting into stage four. So, okay. which is a good sign. And you don't have to remember what your dreams are about exactly. You just kind of have nah. to remember, okay, yeah, I, d I did dream last night. And these four stages, they go in about 90-minute cycles. So stage one, stage two are around 30 minutes. Stage uh, three is around 60 minutes. And then stage four is around 15 to 20 minutes as well. We'll kind of like give or take five minutes of yeah. each of those. So you do all four stages, hopefully, and then you'll have a kind of mini wake up and then you go back into stage one. You go all the way through, mini wake up, back into stage one, all the way through. And you go through about five cycles each night, hopefully. But during sleep... So important, your internal organs rest and recover, like all your tissues repair, your muscles grow and protein synthesis primarily occurs during sleep as well. All those hormones, which are like chemical messengers in your body, help regulate appetite control, stress, growth, metabolism, and other bodily functions are released in and regulated. Your memory consolidation occurs. You can think about like the stuff you learned during the day mm. gets filed from short-term memory to long-term memory um, during sleep as well. But there's, you know, countless benefits when you get a good quality sleep and people who listeners are probably thinking like, can you remember the last time you had a really good sleep? 
and how good you felt the next day, like increased energy, like your immune system's stronger, you're like more alert, you're more focused, you're more creative, your mood's better. Like when you have those really cruddy sleeps, all the opposite is happening, right? Like you've got a a lower sex drive, you've got a worse mood, you're more anxious, you're more irritable, you've got mental exhaustion and you've obviously taken note of this this past week or two being on these early shifts as well. Yeah, increased cravings. Huge. Yeah. (laughs) I remember you talking about that off air actually. Like So – Part of this is we had to remove, well, for me, trigger foods were chalky and ice cream uh, and shapes. So we removed all of those out of the house. So we weren't tempted to nail yep. half of Straight back to week uh, one yeah. uh, action steps. Yep. As a replacement, we bought these like low calorie um, ice creams on a stick. I hadn't really felt like them for the last two weeks. Like oh, we, we were pretty much flying, right? Mm. But this week <laughs> when I've been absolutely knackered, it's almost like every night after dinner, it's like, bang, I want one of these little cheeky ice cream boys. Yeah, interesting. And, yeah, I had no idea why why that was happening, literally because I'm sleeping <laughs> a few hours well, less than I was the, the weeks before. Well, it's interesting you say that because there's two hormones responsible for hunger. You've got ghrelin, which is like, I'll think about it like a gremlin. When yeah. ghrelin, the hormone, is oh. high in your body, it tells you that you're hungry. So between meals, ghrelin is slowly rising and your, your body's going, oh, maybe it's time for lunch now. I can be mm. quite peckish. And there's another hormone responsible for you feeling full, and that's leptin. When you get really poor quality sleep, ghrelin is exceptionally high. So it tells you that you're really hungry and leptin is less responsive. Right. So pretty much think about that in combination. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. really hungry, but you're less responsive to feeling of fullness. Okay. So that's pretty much case in point. You finish your dinner, but you're still craving something extra. You're not only acting and looking like a gremlin <laughs> when you're tired. Yeah. There's a gremlin yeah. inside of you. Inside you, yeah. It's going, oi, mate, you're yeah. hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Eat. Yeah. And yeah, you right. know, when it comes to those cravings and what your, your good, better, best goals of weight loss and stuff like that, you get a poor quality sleep, you're less, you're subconsciously moving less. Mm. You're just tired. Like you're not tapping your foot. You're not getting up and going around for walks around the office. You're not working out as hard. Like your performance in the gym decreases as well or your performance in working out decreases as well. So- all of these things kind of like in combination is a recipe for weight gain or weight loss. Well, that's a th- that was my experience last week. I had little motivation to mm. exercise during the week. Yep. I, I left it really late uh, and, and onto the weekend. Cravings <laughs> for I- these little ice creams that we've got uh, and just a really irritable, <laughs> irritable guy. It'd be interesting to see once we talk about or once we get down to business today and, and give you some solid tips to start increasing mm. your sleep quality, how you feel over the next two weeks or so and beyond putting these things in place. Yeah. So this is part one of sleep through this series. What I'll do this week is I'll implement some of those things and, mm-hmm. we'll, and we'll circle back uh, in a few weeks' time to it. Exactly right. Should we figure out what that is? Let's get down to business. You. Christian, how do I get a better sleep? <laughs> The question on everybody's eyelids. Yeah. Uh, So there's five key areas and we're going to focus on three of those today. So the five key areas are timing or what's known as your sleep chronotype. We'll look at duration, your sleep environment, and then four and five, which is your morning and night routines. We'll look at in part two of sleep. But the reason I can kind of track all of this, I've got this thing called an aura ring, which actually tracks your sleep very accurately. All right. Yeah. So I can literally see how all of these five key areas and what I'm changing or what I'm modifying, what I'm tweaking, if it's positively or negatively affecting my sleep and then matching that up with the current research. So it's very, very accurate, the things that I'm going to be talking about today and impacting your sleep for the better. Do you recommend 
people invest in one of these aura rings or is it I'm a geek yeah okay. in that like I like the objective data and kind of monitoring that and be like oh look at that yeah. how did it happen you know I had second <laughs> my second glass of wine on Friday how did that affect me different when I had my first one or whatever it might be or you know I had ice cream later or my meal earlier or I exercised later on like I can okay. see these things and it is quite expensive to yeah. invest in one I think like 600 bucks or something like that oh okay <laughs> but just heed my advice. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Maybe let's let's try these things first, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll get the ring doctor. Yeah, yeah, the ring doctor. <laughs> so dur- duration is a pretty cut and dry one. Like most people know, they should get be getting around seven to nine hours sleep a night. Or most adults, if you're a teenager, you need quite a lot more than that. Actually, you need definitely eight and a half to around nine and a half plus hours. Mm. And school aged children, five to ten years old, you need at least ten to eleven. It's pretty crazy that we're waking kids up as early as we are just to get to school when they're probably operating at half half mast. Um, so seven to nine hours. And then there's this interesting um, concept known as chronotyping. So there's this book that came out called The Power of When by Dr. Michael Bruce. And he's like a, one of the world's sleep doctors. And he found that there was this genetic clock that was in with us called our circadian rhythm. And this circadian rhythm affects much more than when we should just wake up and sleep or whatever, but it affects when we should eat, like the best time to ask for coffee, the best time to socialize, the best time to work and exercise amongst other things. And you might've heard about like an early bird and night owls Mm. and stuff like that. So he took that a step further and classed these four animals. So dolphins, lions, bears, and wolves. And if you go to the website, uh, www.thepowerofwhenquiz.com, it's just a really simple quiz of just like multi-choice and it's got some like pretty obscure questions like when would be the best time to chop wood and when would be the best time you would <laughs> okay. do this or that the other. So it's very obscure but if you follow the questions on that, it will spit out an answer at the end and send you a bit of an email about what kind of animal you are. And this was, no joke, hands down the best thing that I did for my sleep at bar none. So the quiz? Yeah, so the quiz. Yeah, right. So I did the quiz and I found out, I think I was a bear. It spat me out. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you bear. Um <laughs> Uh, but but what I was doing was early on in my teaching career, I was doing all the right things. I was eating well, I was exercising, I was you know managing my stress, I was meditating, I was doing all this sort of stuff. But I felt like absolute crap, mm. and I was like, "What am I doing wrong?" And after I did this test, I realized what was happening was I was waking up around five fifteen, five twenty a.m. Yeah. so I could get to the gym before work. Right, and usually I get finished the gym around six thirty or six forty or whatever. Then I'd come home, have breakfast, shower, get ready, and go to school. Um, and all this test showed me was that bears should be going to sleep around 10 p.m. and waking up around 7 a.m., 10.30 mm. p.m., waking up around 7 a.m. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give this a bit of a shot because I was getting my eight hours a night. I was reverse engineering from 5.30 and actually going to bed around 9.30 p.m. So I was still getting my eight or so hours, but I still felt like crap. And all I did was change my sleep time. So I was going around bed around 10, 10.30 p.m., waking up around 7 and it was like a light switch came on, like my mental clarity boosted. I got brain fog eliminated. I felt energized. I was on the ball and I was like, yeah, right. holy smokes, just going to bed a little bit later and waking up a little bit later was so powerful. And I know that some people really don't have the opportunity to do that, but I beg you guys, if you have the chance to just do the test and then mm. give it a couple of weeks of changing your sleep and wake times and see if it positively affects you. What do you think I would be? A dolphin, a lion, a bear, because I was just reading them then. Yeah. I'm not a lion because they wake up early with lots of energy, which I don't. They're exhausted in the early evening, which I am. Yeah. 
I'm not a wolf because they have a hard time working up early, which I do, sorry. Um, most energetic in the evenings, which I'm not. I'd say my fiance is a wolf. Yeah. She definitely <laughs> slow burner in the start of the morning, but she gets her, her wave of energy later on at is night. Is there like a centaur option <laughs> where you're like a hybrid? <laughs> griffin. Yeah, griffin. <laughs> Just um, tired all the time. And there's dolphin, dolphins are really light sleepers and they're often classed as insomniacs. Um, so most of the population are going to be bears and lions. Smaller portions of the population are going to be dolphins and wolves. But yeah. do the test. I reckon you probably we get spat out as a bear, maybe. I know that like going to bed at like 10, 10.30 and trying to wake up between like 7, 7.30, that's a sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah. That's a sweet spot. L- literally, you just summed up a bear. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that 10, 10.30, 7, 7.30. So it's always give and take 15, 20, 30 yeah. minutes of either side of that and you kind of find your sweet spot. But just playing around with that for the you know two weeks and seeing how you feel can be really, really impactful. And when we talk about the duration of sleep being seven to nine hours, mm. You don't look at the seven-hour mark and go, all right, now it's time to start getting ready for bed or whatever it might be. Like that's when you should actually be asleep. And sleep is not the absence of being awake. It's a really active process that nourishes the mind and body. And sleeping, quote-unquote, while high on drugs or medicine or alcohol, it's not real sleep. Like you're not you're not getting into those really important stages three and four like no. we were outlining earlier. You're just knocked out. You're just knocking yourself out. <laughs> and, you know, if you're someone who has abnormally high stress or activity levels, like you've got a really super active job or a really, really stressful job, you might need longer duration of sleep than what's been recommended, but no one knows your body better than you. So you just kind of experiment and personalize, experiment and personalize. So we want to find out when the best time for us to be going to bed is and when the best time to wake up is, but you've got to try and do that consistently, right, to yeah. get the best results. Well, our body loves rhythm and consistency. And if you go to bed and wake up around the same time each day, even on the weekends, your body will actually start to release, timely release, so sleep hormones to be conducive to this time that you kind of set for yourself. So I know it might be hard and everyone loves to have a sleep in on the weekends, but if you're sleeping in till 10 or 11 a.m. on the weekends, you're pretty much rolling into Monday jet-lagged. Yeah. Because you're waking up earlier again. So you're kind of always constantly jet lagging your body. So if you can, try to go to bed and wake up at the same time or around the same time each day. That was me on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll actually get into that. One of the listener questions is about um, what to do if you do have a late night out on the weekend yeah. and how to kind of combat that um, for the sleep the next night and stuff like that. So we'll get into that listener question. But today, what I really wanted to focus on, we've got our duration under wraps and we'll do the chronotype quiz so you can kind of mm. figure out if you're a bear or a lion or a dolphin or a wolf and what you can kind of play around with that yeah um, but what i want to stick around with and kind of talk into today is creating our sleep sanctuary also yep. known as a bedroom aka our sleep environment a lot of people's bedrooms like extreme might look like tokyo or new york's you know, Times Square, you know, just lit up like crazy. There's TVs, there's PowerPoints gone crazy. Lava lamps. S- lava. <laughs> Glow in the dark, stars on the roof. Yeah, like. yeah. Um, or just like really messy. So there's six ways that we want to create a, a, a perfect sleep sanctuary. So way number one is to keep it clean. You know, there's this quote, cluttered space, cluttered mind. So if you've got lots of clutter in your bedroom, you often yeah. feel that energy of clutter in the form of stress on your mind. And the first way we declutter is to make your damn bed. I'm okay. Actually, I'm not okay. My partner's really good at making <laughs> the bed. <laughs> I'm often out of the bed before she wakes up. So Right, okay. Yeah, you can't make it with her in there. No, no. she get really mad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but think, just think about it as well. Like, Obviously, it's a nice clean bedroom when you've got a nicely made bed. But it's the perfect way to bookend your day. 
Mm. It's the one thing in the morning you just get done and it's like, cool. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, Four Seasons or Hilton or Duxton Hotel, like perfectly no. <laughs> made with like a rolled up swan in a form yeah. of a towel or anything like that. Yeah. It's just, it's just you know, fluffing the sheets out, putting yeah. the pillows nicely, making the duvet nice and flattened or whatever. Make because, it neat. Make it neat because if the rest of the day goes to crap and you have a really bad day at work or you do this, that and the other – you get in to a nicely made bed at the end of the night. It's like, oh, I had my one win yeah. this morning. You know what I mean? It's so inviting too. Oh, like when I used bed to love like- climbing into a really unmade bed. Did you have that period when you were a teenager where you liked your bed being messy? Oh, uh, I never liked it. I'm a bit of a neat freak. Yeah, nice. I'm also real lazy, so <laughs> I often didn't make my bed. Yeah. Um, and the other ways you can kind of declutter the room. Just get like a nice laundry basket. Make sure that's in the corner and you're filling your clothes into that. Organize the spaces around your room so you can get little baskets and little things to kind of hold all your mm. bits and pieces. Vacuuming, having absolutely no work stuff or bills whatsoever because that's just yep. going to add so much stress into your, into your mind. Um, opening up the windows and curtains and maybe having like a diffuser, like something to kind of just make it smell nice, make it look nice, make it this place that's warm and inviting for you. All right, second way to perfect your sleep sanctuary is to make it dark. Mm. So they did this study um, where they put a light on the back of the, the participants' knees that was like the size of a five-cent coin, and they found that even that was enough to impact their sleep negatively. So really? we've got photoreceptors on our skin. Most of the photoreceptors are in our eyes, taking in light through our eyes, but we yeah. also have them on our skin. So we need to make it as dark as possible because if we've got light coming into our eyes, it pretty much signals to our body that it's still daytime. Mm. So we need to make it as pitch black as possible. So if you can... Get really thick curtains or you can invest in some of those like blackout curtains, preferably a darker color such as black or navy blue. You can cover or prevent all those artificial lights being emitted around your room. So if you've got an aircon unit, usually you can kind of put it on, like you can take the light off the number, you know, yeah, show, yeah, like, yeah. show the numbers or the time or whatever it might yep. be. So you can take those off. Um, but even like PowerPoints and chargers have those tiny little lights coming off them. So I like to get black electrical tape and I'll even take it with me on holidays. So if there's a hotel room that has a bit of a light, mm. I'll just cover it with black electrical tape for the night. Um, or you can even just try a sleep mask. So the brand that I like is Manta, Manta Sleep Masks. Okay. And they're just really nice because it doesn't kind of like touch your eyes. It's got these big puffy things that kind of go off your eyes. So it's quite comfy to have on, but they make everything in the room pitch dark. The next one is modify the noise. So some people like yourself sleep in very loud settings. So you've got those cars driving by. Some people have dogs barking, children crying. You may maybe like live near the freeway. So you've got like those cars or live near the airports. So you've got airplanes. So mm. what we can do to modify the noise is use a fan which is kind of like a white noise yep. or even download one of those white noise apps, which is just like a nice calming sound. Kind of sounds like static, yeah, static yeah. kind of noise. Um, and it's meant to simulate, I'm pretty sure I heard this the other day, it's meant to simulate being in the womb, which is why it's so calming. Ah, it's that kind of like noise of just like. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I The first time I saw a white noise machine was uh, a friend of ours came to stay and they they have a young one mm. and they, so they could have fun and, and enjoy, enjoy our company while the little one was sleeping. They just throw a white noise yeah. machine in the room. It's, it's really interesting. It's one of the loudest things I've ever heard. Yeah. It's very interesting. They've got this uh, different frequencies of noises. So they've got white noise, pink noise, black noise, and they've even found one now called brown noise. <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, um, we're so mature. Brown noise kind of sounds like, I want to say like a waterfall kind of falling or oh, like yeah. just kind of like this like low rumbling thunder. Yeah. Um, and again, very calming, extremely calming. And it's, they're, they're showing that people with autism spectrum disorder and ADHD, if they listen to brown noise in the background, mm. they can actually focus on different tasks and stuff. So 
it's interesting just playing around with these different noises, but white noise is definitely the main ones. Um, or you can use earplugs or get a pair of noise cancelling headphones if you sleep in really loud settings or just something basic, roll up a towel and put it at the base of your door to block, block out any noise coming through and even have any, any light coming through as well. I use my fan, massive fan yeah, of my yeah, fan. Industrial size. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I actually got two fans. I've got a little one. It's probably the size of a grapefruit. Okay. Maybe a bit just bigger. just straight into your face. Yeah, and it's literally like <laughs> right next to my head, just blowing on me. Uh, and then the hotter months, I've got the the big stainless steel, the big, the boy. big Bertha. Yeah, yeah. well, that, that goes right into my next um, tip is to keep it cool. So most of our evolution was spent without central heating and like <laughs> being able to modify yeah. the temperature at the, at the drop of a hat. So we'd get really cold or really hot and stuff like that. So both the room and the body temperature influence the quality of sleep we're going to get. Um, and what they've found through studies is that aircon or the temperature being anywhere between 18 to 22 degrees Celsius is a good bet for room temps. You're just going to kind of experiment and find your sweet spot. Um, you can also lo- use loose sheets and blankets. But what I found is for me anyway, and for a lot of males that I come into contact with, we just run so hot. Oh, man. And it's for the opposite sex, usually the opposite is true. They just run yeah. so cold. So exactly. you've got to find your own personal kind of sweet spot if possible. We need like some sort of bed split in half so you get still next to your next to your lovely One hot, town, yeah. hot city over there yeah. and cold city on the other side. Well, I was just chatting to someone the other day about this thing that I invested in. So I invested in the Aura Ring, which is great. And something else that I invested in, not telling listeners to do this, just if you follow some of these simple tips and hacks, then you're going to get most of the way there. But yeah. no affiliation with this brand. And I just love them. Um, chili, chili pads. So yeah, right. C-H-I-L-I pads. Yeah. Um, they've got one called the Ula and they've just got a normal kind of chili pad. But what it is, is it's like a tiny little thin mattress topper and it run, it goes on top of your mattress. Yeah. Very thin. You can barely feel that anything's there. Mm. But it's got these tiny, tiny little tubes running through the mattress topper and it runs cool water through it. And you wow. can go as low as like 13 degrees Celsius and go all the way up to like 45 degrees Celsius. So you could potentially get one for you and your partner. Okay. One of you runs cold, you kind of, or hot, sorry. So you put it on the, the cooler temperature and the other one's running cold. So they put it on the hotter temperature. So you can invest in these extra gadgets to help you get a lot of the way there if you are if you feel like you're missing out on your sleep quality. I need that 13 degree one in the hot summers. Man, summer is crazy. Like I've got mine on 13 degrees easily. Yeah. Uh, but even in winter, like I've got mine on 21 degrees at the moment, even on the coldest nights where there's mm. like limited kind of insulation, it's still cold in the air. I still need to run a little bit of a cooler um, running the way that I do. Um, but the next one kind of doesn't really tie into what I just said about the uh, the electronics for the chili pad, but they try to run on low EMF and run a lot low electricity. My next tip is to remove mostly, if not all, of the electronics from the room. So that's things like t- TVs and computers and laptops and any video games or tablets and e-readers and stuff like that because most, if not all, of these electronics are going to be emitting blue light as well as EMF. So blue light, the most abundant source of blue light in our galaxy or solar system is the sun. When the sun is out, our body's going, okay, blue light being received through our photoreceptors, through our eyes and our skin. We need to be alive and thriving. We need to be doing things. We need to be killing stuff. We need to be hunting, foraging, walking, running, all this (laughs) sort of stuff. And then at nighttime, the sun's meant to go down, the moon comes up and our body goes, okay, it's nighttime. Let's start producing melatonin ready for sleep. But what's interesting about our TVs and our phones and the lights above our head is they all produce blue light as well. Right. So if we're staring into our phones, staring into our laptops, staring into our TVs, we've got all the lights on in the house, then our body doesn't realize that the sun's gone down. It pretty much yeah. thinks the sun's still out. So melatonin, which is our master sleep hormone, isn't being released in its full quality. So this might explain why you're not getting into your deeper sleeps later on into yep. the night. You know what I mean? So if we can remove most of these electronics from the room, that'd be great. 
Um, even just putting your alarm clock under your bed or nightstand so the light of the clock isn't distracting. But, you know, if you use a mobile phone for your alarm clock, which is what I do, I just put it on airplane mode so I'm not distracted by any text messages or emails mm. or games during the night. But also there's nothing kind of coming through or coming out of Yeah, it's a good tactic. I do the same. And out of arm's, arm's reach as well so you're actually getting up to <laughs> turn it off. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. Uh, but also just looking at the phone literally the second until you go, okay, sleep time now, bang. Yeah, and your body doesn't run like that. Like no. you think about your body like a car, you want to park it into sleep. Like yeah. you don't want to crash it into sleep. No, no. And a lot of people, they don't have these any any wind-down routines, which we'll get into in part two, but they're pretty much just going from doing what they're normally doing then crashing their body into sleep and their body's not really ready. There's no melatonin being produced. You haven't had any wind-down period. So looking at your phone right up until bed, watching TV right up until bed, having all the lights on right up until bed is not good news. So you've already started to put in place some kind of little habits. I mean, you've just been talking off air, but like, you know, just dimming some of the lights in the house or to only having the ones on that you really need. Um, you know, if you can limit your TV use um, before bed, you know, an hour or so before bed, switching that off. But we'll get into the, the wind down stuff in a, in a week or two's time. This might be controversial. Pets on the bed. Oh, hell no. <laughs> sorry, sorry to all my pet loving uh, friends out there. But the the last tip to uh to make your your sleep sanctuary is to make it a no friend zone. So if you if you're serious about sleep quality, you've got to keep the dog in the doghouse. Cats and dogs are really likely to disrupt your sleep. They're either mm. standing up and doing that little, you know, they do that little circling around to yeah, find yeah. a good spot. <laughs> so they're circling around or they're trying to get comfy or they're having little nightmares, so they're kicking or they're scratching at the door to get out, or they're just getting up and down. So all of these things are little micro interruptions into your sleep quality. You're having to, go, yeah. having to go back into stage one just to get through to stage three and four again. Or cats are just like literally on your head. On your head, yeah, which is not conducive no. to a good night's <laughs> sleep. So the way that I like to look at it is your bedroom for be, should be for sleeping and sex only and anyone yeah, with smart. whom you wouldn't want to do both with should be strictly banned from the bedroom. <laughs> Hectic. Hectic. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, no but let's let's give yourself i think what, what, what might be like a fun thing to do is give yourself a bit of a rating yeah. for, for each of these areas so what I'll, I'll review i'll recap on each of those six and you can just give yourself a bit of a rating so the first one was to keep it clean what's your room looking like these days bats yeah i'll, I'll give it a b because 80 80 of the time it's really good it's like that late in the week where some clothes might not quite make it to the washing basket. But it's just tossed on the floor. But they're like it's they're out of the way. They're like at the base of the washing basket. So it's right. not it's not messy. Out of the way. Yep. It's not aesthetically pleasing by any stretch. All right. Well how what's a, what's a one quick easy way we can turn that into an A? Uh just get a second washing basket. Done. All right. That's one of your action <laughs> steps. Get a second washing basket. What about Done. number two is to make it dark? How you, uh, you F. F big fail. Yeah. All we right. only have blinds. On our front windows, so yeah, you get those those lights coming through from the street, headlights, mm. all sorts of lights. Uh, what about modifying the noise? So I assume if you've got cars, kind of headlights coming through your windows, you can probably hear them driving by. Mate, we've got the trifecta: planes, <laughs> trains, and automobiles. automobiles. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible, literally all three. Yeah, I quite like the trains because it's just like you can't actually hear the train; you hear the horn. Oh. <laughs> and it's like just Small it's weirdly it's weirdly reassuring because it's like the world's still ticking over yeah, the train's okay. going through every half hour little <laughs> the distance <laughs> so I don't mind it you don't often hear it when you're right. asleep but that again that I know about mm. maybe I need one of them aura rings what are they called yeah or <laughs> just to track see what's going on yeah because yeah. you might be able to time it with the uh, what times you yeah, wake because it shows you literally. exactly when you're waking up, shows you how long your deep sleep, how long your REM sleep was, all that sort of yeah. stuff. So you can see if the the honk 
Oh, no. Well, that was the best thing about COVID, right? Um, so we're, we're near-ish to the airport, so we cop a bit of the plane noise. Yeah. And when COVID was a thing, like, <laughs> no planes. Beauty. And now <laughs> it's just like every 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, right, so you've already got the fan, so maybe so, increasing the noise on that somehow. Maybe um, I need to get the big bertha back out. Yeah. Because that produces more white noise. Yeah. And just having that going in the background, maybe not on your body in winter, but yeah, having that in the background might yeah. be a good idea. Keeping it cool, I think you're you're pretty. You're yeah, spot on, aren't you? that's another that's another A for mine. My partner hates it, but I've got absolutely no qualms in making the room cool. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I run too hot. Yeah, it's easy to warm up than it is to cool down. Yeah, yeah, oh, 100%. percent. That's yeah. uh, my thought. Is you know you can always rug up or put yeah. like an extra pair of socks on or whatever it might be to kind of keep yourself warm when it's cold. But yeah. if you're hot, there's kind of like no escaping nah, it. That's what I hate is like someone goes to put the heater on. Get out. <laughs> so, We're going to be those hell stickler dads where it's like our kids are going to be complaining. Like it's yeah, too yeah. cold. It's like put rug up. Yeah, put some socks on. <laughs> put a jumper on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hands off the thermostat. Yeah. What about removing all electronics? We've got a TV in our room, but we're actually pretty good at not watching it often. We try and watch TV out of the bedroom. Perfect. That's, it's that's almost, the best. Yep. It's almost there for emergency. So if it's a really <laughs> cold and crappy, like Sunday morning, chuck something on in the bedroom. Oh, but a bit uh, of a lazy morning. Yeah, yeah. So, and no other kind of electronics in the room. like Just phones, really. Yeah, and then yeah. we're in airplane mode or yeah. do not disturb, which is great. Um, so maybe last- a C plus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Solid, yeah. Not, not bad. I reckon. Um, and the last one, I think you're pretty sweet with no, yeah, no, <laughs> friends. no pets. No, no pets. Uh, I have no friends and no pets. <laughs> <laughs> no. I've never never been a pet on the bed. Though. I think that's just – I th- one, I think it's weird. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> At risk of pissing off about half the listeners. I'm, 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 well, maybe not half the listeners, but I'm also uh, – don't keep your pets on the bed. Um, Cuddles on the bed. She loves it. She just wants oh, the really? kittens in there. No way. Yeah. I say kitten. He's like two years old now, but you know what I mean? Like she wants him. <laughs> She's just there. Yeah, just sleeping. I'm like, no. You know, nah, they're just get out. Cl- clambering on us all night, sleeping on our heads and stuff like that. No um, way. So, yeah, I've, I've put the foot down. But pretty much your action steps for listeners – is to choose at least one way to start creating your sleep sanctuary. So you could cover all the artificial lights. You could make sure your bedroom's nice and clean. You can take the TV out. You can make it cooler or darker. So for you, better that was getting that second laundry basket. Getting new blackout curtains, that's going to be a process. Yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, or even investing in one of those blackout um, sleep masks. So Manta sleep mask. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was like 30 bucks. Like, you know, yeah. Not too bad. Versus three grand for <laughs> blackout fancy <curtains>. blackout <laughs> curtains. Um, but yeah, if, you, if you've got that extra credit niggle in there and you just want to go that a step further, it, it is worth at the end of the day, if you want to kill that night king and make everything yeah. fall into place, is getting like blackout curtains or getting a chili pad or going that extra mile or doing many things from each of those areas to keep it cool and make it dark and make it a no friend zone. I'm just really intrigued to see what animal I come out of <laughs> in the sleep quiz. <laughs> yeah. So for those listening, it was www.thepowerofwhenquiz.com. Even just playing around with that for a couple of weeks, it's very interesting to see what you'll find. Well, we're nearly done. Uh, should we get into a, a couple of sleepy questions and, and the gold nugget? Let's do it. All right, Gosser, we've got the mailbag back, nice. which is super exciting. It's filling up. Filling up big time. Uh, this one's really cool. So this one comes from Chris. Uh, it's on the t- topic of sleep. Uh, he asks, if the recommendation is seven or eight hours a night, but I have a day where I wake up early in the morning and go to bed at around 1 a.m., do I add extra hours onto the sleep? 
Should I increase it to nine or ten hours? What do I do? Yeah, very good so, question. Yeah, very good question. Because um, a lot of people are, we call, uh, I don't want to call them like weekend warriors, but on the weekend you might have a bit of an extra, oh, yeah. yeah, a night out doing something or rather, so your sleep schedule is a little bit off. Um, I would recommend against having a big sleep in. I know people are going to yeah. hate me for saying that, but like I said earlier, if you're sleeping into 9, 10, 11 a.m. on the weekend days, you're starting Monday jet lagged because you're kind of just completely throwing your sleep schedule out the window. Right. And our body loves that ry- rhythm and that routine and that consistency. So what I would recommend is to wake up at your normal time around 7.30 a.m.-ish, if that's if that's the time you normally wake up, and then try maybe get in a nap in the early afternoon. Right. So you can either go for a short power nap of 20 to 30 minutes or even try for a full sleep cycle of an hour and a half. Mm. And then at the night time, just prioritize your sleep a little bit more, have a really nice wind-down period, which we're going to get into part two, like how to create a really good wind-down yep. routine, and just prioritize getting into bed just that little bit earlier and kind of doing something that's nice and calming and relaxing. So if you have a massive night out, <laughs> you should- You've still got to like try and get up early. I th- I think so. Yeah, I think the best thing to do is just try and get up early. Um, and maybe maybe just quit with the the nights out because that's definitely yeah. not good for health. <laughs> when we when we get to those stages of like having big nights out and you're coming home at four a.m. five a.m. and you're yeah. slamming the drinks, probably the last thing that you need to focus on is like sleep, <laughs> sleep quality. <laughs> yeah. like, there's some other things we should tackle first. Yeah, great call. Um, but if you want to enjoy yourself um, and you, you get into bed a little bit later, I'd just say yeah, wake up at your normal time, have that nap in the early hour, and then prioritize your sleep schedule, a uh, sleep routine the night after. Just to wrap up, Gossa, a uh, little crispy golden nuggy of wisdom for this week. What do we got? Cool. So most people are going to enjoy watching a bit of TV at night, right? Mm. Like catching up on Vikings or Game of Thrones Correct. or, you know, big Star time. Wars, something like that. So people do like to watch TV. Um, and like I said before, it's a really big source of blue light going straight into your eyes, yep. pretty much telling your body that it's daytime. <laughs> Um, so what we can do to mitigate the effects of that, because I too like to watch TV. Yep. I watch TV every single night with my fiance and her family. What I've done is invested in a pair of blue light blocking glasses. Okay. And what that does is they're amber colored or orange colored in the lens and it takes out the harshness of that blue light. So my body thinks that it's nighttime and it starts producing melatonin, like I said before. So there's a couple brands that I like. Swanwick Sleep, uh, two Australian yep. guys that are based out of America. Another brand is Felix blue light blocking glasses. Mm. And then those two pairs are around $100, just $100 plus. Yeah. And you can even put your um, prescription lenses in them as well, which is oh, really, cool. really cool. Um, but if you want to go down the cheap route, you can get this brand. <laughs> I call them dork goggles because they look so dorky. Um, <laughs> this brand called Uvex, U-V-E-X. Okay. has to be that brand. Yeah. Blue light blocking glasses. They're only around 25 bucks and they're safety glasses, but they actually, they've done third-party testing and they found that they actually block out some of the blue light. Yeah, right. Yeah. I can't wait to have a look at those. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> cheapies, the dork goggles, um, but they'd work a charm, especially if you like watching TV late into the night. You know, it's why not give yourself a bit of a leg up? put those on an hour or two before going to bed. Um, so at least you're blocking out most of that blue light. If you're going to invest in one of the fancy pairs of blue light glasses, they don't just apply to watching TV, right? If you're in front of the computer all day, you can wear them in that scenario as well. If you're going to be using your computer late at night, definitely. Yeah. But they're actually so good at making you sleepy that I would be hesitant to use them in the middle of the day. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Like if you're work, but you can get you can depends get, what sort of boss you have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, if you you can get a lesser grade, so you can get ah, ones okay. that are more clear in color, and it just takes out a little bit of that harshness of the blue light, so you don't get that eye strain and stuff. Which those are perfect for for daytime use. Gotcha. And then you get the nighttime use ones, which are the orange or, or uh, amber colored lens. Okay, so there's like level one and level two. Yeah, essentially. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing my uh, my orange goggles uh, during the day no. when I'm trying to get some work done. <laughs> Unreal. Uh, well, Goss, that's all we've got time for today. Thanks for listening to 
The Busy Blokes Podcast, your one-stop shop for the best bang for your buck health hacks. Head over to our Instagram page at Busy Blokes Podcast for more tips and tricks to help you become healthier and happier. And you can follow me on Instagram at Health Coach Christian. If you have any questions or just want to share your stories, email us at busyblokespodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Insta. Thanks to Damon Sutton for your audio wizardry behind the scenes legend. Really appreciate it. Tune in next week as we officially hit the halfway mark and it's the mid-season review. How good. Yeah. I'm not nervous for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be a good way to recalibrate and see how you've been going with these habits over the past six, seven weeks, um, You know what your strengths are, weaknesses, and what we need to you know, finesse that little bit more. Can't wait, mate, and we'll see you then. Love you, Dad. Love you, Dad.